Good morning. I want to welcome you to the DJ and Wedding Planner Podcast, our second episode. I want to welcome everybody, Tony Hernandez and Carmen Davila Hernandez. <clears throat> and welcome to our second edition. Um, today we're going to be talking about a few topics. We're going to be talking about obviously what's going on around the world. And we're also going to be talking to, to Jessica Porta Latin. She is a business attorney. We actually have her um, joining us today to give us some insight on, um, on things. But Jessica, are you there? Yes. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey. We're doing good. Doing great. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. So my name is Jessica Portalatin. I'm the founding attorney of Portalatin Law Firm, and our firm focuses on business law, which... What that means is we help business owners and entrepreneurs with setting up their corporations and their LLCs, registering their trademarks, and most of all, getting their contracts in order. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, we have Jessica here today because we're going to be discussing um, just you know a few things. Currently, obviously, you guys understand that we're going through a little bit of a crisis in our industry. We have had a lot of postponements and cancellations. So the topic of deposits, retainers, you know, are we supposed to be giving back money? Are we supposed to be honoring A, B, and C? So I thought, what, a, what better idea than to bring somebody who has experience in, you know, what businesses should be preparing for? Um, and if we are not, you know, like if you look at your contract and maybe you don't have some of the tidbits that Jessica's going to go through today, you know, this gives us time to fix that. Um, so, Jessica, do you want to give us a little bit of insight on, um, you know, what you feel a lot of the contracts should have or maybe more of like a Q&A, right? Maybe yeah. ask her a few things. Um, I know that when I spoke to you, we were talking about retainers, non-refundable non deposits. Can you touch briefly into that? Right. It was funny because when we first talked about that, I didn't know that that was such a big deal in your industry. Yes. Um, as I was looking through and doing a little research, I saw that it was a really big deal. Um, and the reason I was surprised was because for us, really, in, in, mostly in Florida, when you speak retainer, it, it especially has to do with um, the law profession. Right. So a lot of people think of what's um, there's two types of retainers, but what they think of is the true retainer, which is I'm going to pay this attorney a monthly fee and that's non-refundable. I'm reserving that attorney for that time. And I think um, what you were explaining is that many people in your industry use that as, okay, this is non-refundable because I paid you to reserve you for that time. Right. Correct. So I think more than anything, um, regarding retainer, using the word retainer versus deposits, what's important, because sometimes they're used interchangeably. And also the case law varies with, with every state, right? And just to be clear, today I'm going to be talking really just about Florida, okay? Because I'm a Florida attorney. But um, I think the more important than debating the difference between each word, I think the importance is to make clear to clients what is refundable and what is not and why in your contract. So how can you do that? The idea, the best way to do that is doing a payment schedule and also including a clear cancellation clause. So if X happens, this is what you get back. And I know a lot of um, 
wedding planners do have payment schedules, but there's some that don't. And some include payment schedules, but don't include cancellation clauses. So having both and making it very clear on what is refundable and what is not is very important to have in your contract. Mm -hmm. And it's important to be strategic in the way you structure your payment schedules because because it's it's more likely that money that became um, that becomes refundable for services rendered rather than services not rendered. Right. So. I can ask for my money back more easily for something that you haven't given me the service for rather than something that you have. So that's why payment schedules are also very important. So for example, if you charge an upfront lump sum of $10,000 for a wedding, all inclusive, right? This is, this includes you from taking them to show the venue to uh, helping them on the day of their wedding. Um, if, and the bride gets cold feet halfway through this, right? A couple months in. She can argue that part of that fee was not earned, right? Because you only got her halfway, so she should only pay you halfway. But if you have a, a, an in-depth, detailed payment schedule, that will help to avoid those issues and in going into litigation because it's very clear-cut what's refundable and why, okay? okay. So that's very important. And uh, keep in mind, right, if the contract is breached by a planner, even if something says it's non-refundable, it can be become refundable because it was your beach. So that's something else that it's important to keep in mind. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Um, Good insight. Definitely. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead. So you say that if, if we breach the contract for whatever reason, then obviously the non-refundable deposit deposit or retainer is refundable. Could be. Yeah, Could it can be. be. So if, okay. if it's, so for example, no, and I don't mean breach by, for example, what's happening now, right? This doesn't count as you breaching the contract because, and I'll go later on into it, it's it's things outside of your control, right? The coronavirus, for example, is outside of your control. So we're not we're not talking about that just yet. But let's say for some reason the 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 reason that the contract can't continue is your fault, the contractor's fault then yes, that person could ask for that money back because it could have been for the inaction or the negligence of that person. Okay. Okay. So I have a question. Let's just say, right, I was supposed to do a wedding. I'm the wedding planner. And um, we were scheduled to do the wedding, let's say, this upcoming weekend. The venue's mm-hmm. still on. They're saying, let's do the wedding. But with all the things going on with, like, the CDC – if I personally feel like it's not a safe environment for myself and my staff, am I still going to be in breach of contract? Or is, and is there something that I can put in my contract to make sure I protect myself and my staff? So um, just disclaimer, right? This pandemic is something very new. So there is no case law specific to situations like this that can cause health harm right mm-hmm. uh harm to your health and so the the what i'm going to be telling you are strategies okay. but there is no case law yet because this is still currently happening right and the courts are closed so it's not even that courts are taking on these cases just yet but yes there are things you can include in your contracts of course you could include um language such that you know if i if uh to the discretion of the the planner there is a high risk to the safety or health of um of the staff or or anything to that sort you could include that kind of language that 
they can um, that you can remove yourself from that situation and it would not be considered a breach, right? Because it's 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 a it's a risk, right? But it has to be. It can't just be like, oh, I'm scared to get a cold, right? It has to be something very concrete, and it, and the language has to be very specific. And I can't tell you off the top of my head, but yes, you can include language like that. That if it is a serious and high risk to the health or safety of your staff, then you can remove yourself from that situation, and it's not a breach. Um, regarding whether, I mean, at this point there there will be very uh, many cases um with this same situation that you just argued right but um I, I i do believe that there will be um case law in favor of you guys that this will not be a breach so if there was a wedding this weekend and someone wanted was saying hey you need to come <laughs> you, you promised i paid you right. for, for this weekend right and there's a pandemic and there's a government shutdown basically saying you shouldn't be leaving your home for anything other than groceries and pharmacies, you would technically be breaking the law or a government order in order to fulfill this contract, which it's not practical, which is another, um, is, which is a defense to uh, a contract obligation, which I'll go through that um, either way. So there's three kind of ways to get out of it, right? The first one is the first force majeure class, mm -hmm. which I know that you wanted me to talk about. So what what this clause does is it protects from situations kind of like what's happening right now that are uh, unprecedented and um, kind of prevent the ob uh, someone from fulfilling their obligation, contractual obligations. So usually what's included in there are acts of God, war, terrorism, strikes, that those will prevent you from actually doing your, your part, right? Mm -hmm. um, the first thing I would say is everyone should look at their contracts because all force majeure clauses are not made the same. And usually they are, um, they take into account the specific language that's in there, right? So if it says um, X, Y, Z, you can't get out of there because of G, all right? So unless depending on how the courts interpret it. So that's the first thing. I would say look at the force majeure clause. But just because you don't have one doesn't mean that you cannot get out of performing in a contract. There's also things called the impossibility doctrine. Mm -hmm. uh, and what that means is that something like a government shutdown, for example, or a pandemic has made it impossible for one of the parties to fulfill their obligations. So, for example, you... This this pandemic has made it impossible or impractical for you to fulfill that wedding obligation this weekend. OK, so that's a possible defense to breach a contract. All right. Mm -hmm. I hope that answered your question. No, no, no. Absolutely. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. Keep going. We love this. Very interesting yeah. stuff. So, I mean, yeah. I have I have stuff similar to this on my contract. Um, <clears throat> In the case, obviously, of hurricane or rain, I mean, we do right. a lot of events out here in South Florida, and being a DJ and putting our electronics and stuff like that, you know, obviously outside in the open air, uh, sometimes some, you know, clients are like, no, we want to proceed with our wedding and we, we want to keep going. And obviously, you know, it starts drizzling or raining or stuff like that. And obviously, you know, computers, electronics and water don't mix. So in my contract, obviously, I have stated that if it's unsafe, you know, for us to operate, we're able to terminate our services at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I would I would even just say unsafe is very 
I, I would keep unsafe, but I will also I would also specify, you know, for your contracts, um, the simply, you know, if there's rain, then that's enough because safety could be so many things, right? And it could be an argu arguable thing that okay, the rain is not making you unsafe. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So keep that in there, but also you know specify s specifically. Okay, this is what triggers unsafe. Rain triggers unsafe. Okay, just I'm just giving you guys examples because that kind of ambiguity is what causes a lot of people kind of to just okay, let's go to court and figure out and define it. You know what I mean? And that's just a waste of money. So the more clear that you can be. Um, in your contracts, the better. That's why I always tell my clients, you know, th great. There's a lot of, um, there's many template contracts all over online. There's legal zoom, there's everything, but every industry is different. So like, for example, what you just said, rain for you is a deal breaker, but rain maybe for Carmen is not a deal breaker, right? right? Cause she's inside. Right. Right. So, so those things need to be, um, specified in the contract. It's good to make custom contracts for that same reason. Okay. Got it. Nice. Okay. Wow. Interesting. No, 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 definitely. So um, let me ask you a question. When we, and I, I know I mentioned it, if, for example, um, we have clients who are like, well, we understand and we don't want to deposit back, but we want to use that as a credit for next event, right? Is there mm -hmm. a limit that we have to pretty much have their date you know, their credit on hold in our company? Is there a limit? Is there, you know, it doesn't have to be 12 months, 24 months. Is that up to us? I was just curious. I, I think that um, if you are going to give that as an option, it should be in writing for how long that credit should be. Um, and if not, then it's understood that it's an indefinite credit. Okay. You know, unless, of course, you close down your business and et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think that's something you should definitely have in writing. Because if not, uh, if you're giving them a credit and it's 12 months, but you didn't tell them it's 12 months and it's nowhere in writing that it's 12 months and they're under that assumption, again, you're putting yourself in a situation where you might be calling litigation, you know? Oh um, so, again, something, again, to include in your contracts. And if not, that could be something that is an addendum. So, if you have an existing contract with a with a client right now and she's like, yeah, I would prefer a credit. You're like, no problem. If you want to include 12 months um, I, or two years, depending, because I know that, for example, for weddings, venues are you got to do them a year and a half in advance. Right. right. So maybe if you want to do 24 months, right, you do an addendum with your client saying like, listen, this this amount of money has been given credit for these kinds of services for the next 24 months between X and Y sign date. That's it. You know what I mean? It's very simple, nothing complicated and just add that to your contract. And that way it's clear. Okay. Got it. Very cool. Well, you're listening to the DJ and the wedding planner podcast. We have Jessica on today and we're taking some of, uh, you know, questions that you guys have given us and uh, she's given us some advice on, on things that are going on and how to pursue with contracts. Uh, there's been a lot of question in the industry, whether you have to, you know, re, uh, return the retainers, the deposits, is it legal to keep them? So she's been answering some of those questions at this time. And it's very informative, you know, for our vendors or our clients to be able to know and, and, and have the knowledge. I mean, the last couple of uh, days, you know, I've, I've had a lot of clients that have been, you know, emailing us that they want to basically cancel their contracts. And, you know, we 
there's been a lot of those questions that, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were covered. So thank you, Jessica, for answering some of those questions. Uh, Carmen, do you have any other questions for Jessica at this um, time? I think we, we um, touched base on a few things. Um, Jessica, is there anything that maybe we previously discussed that you can touch upon, any of the questions that I had sent you earlier? Um, I mean, just in general, guys, you know, take this time to really look through your contracts. Now that this is happening, those worries that you have right now, those are the exact thoughts that you need to think, okay, that's what I should have included in my contract. And if you don't, if you're having that worry, that means you probably don't have it in there. So just look through it, know what you have in your contracts, take this time to review it and see that those concerns are addressed. And if not, definitely go see, you know, a lawyer that will, include all of that in there to make sure that you're completely protected even in these kinds of crazy times got it and how can our um clients and our friends our vendors how can they reach you what would be the best contact um to you know connect you guys so you can you know maybe they can hire you and you can be their attorney what would be the best way to reach you sure uh they could give me a call at the office 305 384-7874, or they can email me at jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, at contractlawmiami.com. You could also visit my website, contractlawmiami.com, and get more information about the areas that I can assist you with. Perfect. I, I do have one question, because I've seen this in a, a couple of, um, you know, hotels, hospitality, and other vendors that have been doing this. Um, is it legal to charge a rebooking fee for some of these events uh say they cancel their event or they postpone it and then they want a new date uh i've you know obviously online i've read that some people are charging uh these fees to rebook the person's event okay um i would have to look at specific case law in florida for that however what i can say is if if the cancellation was done was not a um, at fault of that party, ch charging a cancel uh, a rebooking fee may be an issue, okay? Because you're essentially it's essentially wasn't their fault, and you're rebooking them, so you're kind of double charging them, right? But again, I would I, I don't want to give you too specific of an answer because I would have to look at specific case law for that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I would say be be wary of that. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, I'm not doing it. I just wanted to, you know, I thought it would be good to put it on here and let people know about that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much moving all the funds that they have with us, whether they, you know, retainer or they've given us additional funds. I'm just, you know, moving all those funds to the new date. All the non-refundable deposits. Right. <clears throat> with no penalties at right. the time. We're, so We're moving all those, correct. You know, crediting the client, you know, allowing them to you know, for our next event, et cetera. So perfect. Right. Okay. And I, yeah. Awesome, guys. Yeah. And then what, any, any other things that you can tell us, Jessica, any words of advice? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you're in, you've been awesome. You've been awesome. You've been great. No? I mean, eat healthy, exercise, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, basically what I said, you know, it's okay to ask. I would say ask questions. You know, um, there's a lot of resources online and I've seen there's a lot of blogs, but I think, you know, sometimes people are regenerating the same misinformation. So I would say, you know, go speak to a professional regarding if you have a question about what including your contract, I would say speak to a professional. Don't just look at blogs online because sometimes it's the same people, uh, 
just throwing out the same information that they heard from a person that they heard from someone else. So, um, yeah, to speak to a professional, know what you know, and, you know, protect yourself from contact, guys. Thank you you so much, Jessica. Thank you very much. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. No, it's our pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello. All right, so that was Jessica. You're on the DJ and Wedding Planner podcast. Um, You know, that was some great insight and some great information about what's going on, how, you know, we can improve our contracts and, uh, you know, and protect ourselves in the industry. Um, You know, obviously, we always want to help clients and uh, and be there for them. Obviously, that's that's always our number one priority. But we also have to protect ourselves as small business owners. A lot of us are going through this. And, um, you know, and it's imperative as an industry that, you know, we help each other and, and know the facts, what we have to do to uh, to get through this. Uh, we are small business owners and a lot of these, um, you know, funds uh, that we've already collected, not only do are we reserving our dates, but they're also working as cash flow to be able to keep our business open. Uh, so, you know, if we have to, you know, refund all that money that we've uh collected and and used, I mean, a lot of the businesses will go bankrupt, you know? So that's why we wanted to have her on the show and and get a lot of these insights on, you know, protecting us as business owners. Yeah, same, same thing, pretty much. Um, Because I know this has been a big question with, um, you know, my clients, a lot of my couples, they're like, Carmen, you know, where do we stand with our deposits, with the venue, with the DJ? with the decorator, with the floors, with everybody, pretty much. And then we definitely are encouraging, once again, postpone, don't cancel your event. There's so much that goes into planning a wedding, an event, a quince, a social, that it's it's sad to have to cancel it. You know, we will get through this, and I always say, guys, just postpone. Postpone, give, it gives you enough time to, you know, Rethink everything, give your, your guests enough time to get back on their feet, you know, because it's not just, you know, I, I, unfortunately, it, it'll be your guest also that if they have to travel, if they have to do A, B, and C, you know, it gives, you, gives them time to, you know, to be able to still join you, still be part of your happy days, and, um, you know, just keep those things in mind once again. I mean, definitely. I mean, we, we've been trying to encourage all of our clients to obviously postpone, but there's those clients that, you know, just want to cancel. I mean, right. I've, I've gotten, you know, handful in the last week. And, you know, obviously I try to encourage them. Hey, you know, let's move the, the day, you know, just hold it. Let me know a new date. I mean, and I've had about two recently that, you know, just completely gone. And no, no, we want to cancel. We can't afford it at this time. We're just going to go ahead and, uh, and do that. I, I mean, and, you know, as a professional, you try to encourage them, talk to them. But at the end of the day, it's their event. You know, you, you could only go as, as far as the client wants to go. Um, and that, and that's why we wanted to have Jessica on and kind of get that information. So, so we know, you know, as business owners, what, you know, what we have to do. Um, you know, there, there is a lot of stuff coming out, um, where, uh, us as business owners, we could get, um, you know, unemployment, we could apply for, uh, SBAs and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're looking into different options, uh, right now. You know, we're 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 still hopeful. <laughs> Obviously, they extended the, you know, the stay at home till April 30th. So basically, the whole month of April now is gone. 
as far as events. I mean, I was holding on to about five or six events at the end of the month, the last week. And this morning, I just, you know, obviously with what went on yesterday, we got, you know, the last couple of emails of those, I believe it's April 28th, April 26th, where the, uh, you know, client says, you know, it, it, they didn't want to, trust me, the client that I just postponing their keen says for the last week of April, they didn't want to, you know, postpone it. That's, that's actually the date of the birthday girl. So that's her birthday on that, on that Saturday. She definitely didn't want to, but you know, well, it, it is what it is at this point. And, and, you know, as a, as a business and industry, we have to, you know, but here by what's going on and, and, you know, hopefully, you know, come out stronger after this. I mean, um, I even had a couple of prompts right here in the middle of April that, you know, obviously schools are out. I've been in touch with the, uh, you know, senior class sponsors, the activities directors, and uh, those, those, you know, right now they're on hold. They, they just go, you know, we're, we're going to, we're postponing for right now. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, because they don't know if they're going back to school or not. If they go back to school, they're hoping that they can move those dates. But if they don't, then obviously those those proms and graduations are completely uh, gone. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to tell a school? Uh, you know, postpone? Obviously, once June 1st hits and school's over, you know. Uh, I would like to say that all these seniors, though, deserve to still have their proms. And I'm not saying we're going to do them now, we're not going to do them next month, but I think regardless, it's a memory that it's really sad that well, you're I'm not going to get the opportunity to. So I would say summer proms, once this is over, those kids should still have their proms. Well, that's, I mean, there, there, there is an idea there. Uh, if the schools don't do it, I mean, I think there's an opportunity as an industry, uh, you know, floral companies, hotels, venues, us as entertainment and DJ companies, where we can maybe even put something together as it. an industry and do it for them, yep. you know? I say let's do it. Uh, you know, and, and we, we, we come together as an industry and we throw the biggest prom South Florida has ever seen for all the kids. I love that idea. You know, so that there's definitely an idea. You know, we could get a few sponsors to obviously cover some of the costs involved. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't think we... we we, we charge them. I mean, we, you know, we do it for South Florida. Um, they can pre-register and, you know, I, I think there's definitely a great idea there yeah, to come up it. with. They yeah, no, it. absolutely. 100%. So, so, I mean, you know, obviously we got to wait and see what happened, but I mean, there's definitely an idea there uh, in the summertime. So, great. So thank you guys. Um, you know, we will definitely continue to have our podcast just so you know, we will be having Mackie with Brides of Florida on our next podcast. Yeah. And we're also working with a very uh, surprise guest. We won't let them know yet who it is. <laughs> um, very, very well-known person. He is, he's pretty much set the standard for, um, for events. Um, I, I'd like to say that, you know, in, especially in our catering world. So we're working on having that special person on our podcast as well. And any topics and anything that you guys feel that you want us to get some more information on and, and pass that to you, please let us know because we're open to any suggestions. If any of you want to join us on the podcast, um, please, you know, let me know, let Tony know. We'd love to have you. And um, keep on with these amazing and creative ideas that I see. Carrie, I see that you're on here, and I just have to give you a shout-out. Carrie with Just a Party, amazing. 
you know, I, I really love that you figured something out and you were like, you know what, this is not going to hold me back. We're still going to do it. We're still going to get, we're still going to be making some money, get the business out there, you know, give people, you know, make people happy that it's their birthday and still show up with some balloons and, and do that delivery that you're doing. Awesome. You know, it's, it's great that you're doing that. Um, Isabella's here joining us guys. Cause she's, <laughs> she's our little producer. You could see her in the back and Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm totally absolutely. Else that you have to say? I mean, no, I mean, uh, you know, as an industry, um, we're all coming together and, and, and coming up with creative uh, ways to do things. Uh, Jeff Green on on our Facebook Live as well. I mean, he's been doing some amazing stuff yes. with uh, the FIU and the hospitality group over there. Maybe we can even have Jeff on on one of that our would next ones. Be awesome. uh, I mean, Jeff Green has been in the industry for years as an entertainer. Um, you know, he's definitely one of those. Uh, people that you know been through a lot in this industry and you know and he has a lot to say so Jeff thank you for you know coming in and sharing with us here um, you know we're just doing our little part to be able to you know get through this as a community so ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for joining us on our second episode of the DJ and wedding planner my name is Tony Hernandez and I'm Carmen Davila Hernandez all right thank you and we'll see you on the next episode Bye.